Good evening. I hope all of you are doing well. Today we're going to be learning Maseches Rosh Hashanah Daf Lamed, and we're going to be going almost halfway down on Lamed Aleph. Amud Aleph. We're going to try and overshoot a little bit each day, so that on Shabbos, the only Daf Yomi that we'll be learning on Shabbos is Mamish the Siyum and Shul, and that's it. <clears throat> so today we're going to learn a blot and a half, but uh, just so you can look a little bit uh, of, as to what is ahead, just take a look at Lamed Beis Amud Aleph. And Lamed Beis and Beis. So we have a lot of uh, of extra work to do. Usually, the good sign of very very fat gemaras like this is that they're often agadatas and they move quickly. But you still need to read all of the words, so it can be time consuming. Today's sugya is a nuanced sugya about when shofar was blown after the churban Beis Hamikdash, only in front of Bezdin, only when Bezdin was open. In front of them, not in front of them. Is there a difference between Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah? So we can already picture a matrix table of Rosh Hashanah, Yom Kippur, based and open, based and closed, and the various shitas therein, two different shitas, which we'll see that will flow throughout the Amad Aleph until the Mishnah, and then we'll switch gears. Says the Gemara, we're on the very bottom line, last few words on Chavtesim at base. We had said in our Mishnah that Amru Lo, that there was a shita in the Tanoim that had said, Echad Yavna Echad Kalmakom Bezdin, that this was the shita of Rav Yochanan ben Zakai. And if you want to just look back in the Mishnah to see the Marimakom on the third line of the new parak, it said, Hiskin Rav Yochanan ben Zakai, Sheyuhu Token Makom Bezdin. So let's give some parameters. What does it mean in any place that there is a Bezdin? What does that mean? So we have a Bezdin in Chicago. Well, but they're not open right now. They're, they're closed. So what? how does that work? So it says the Gemara, Amar of Huna, turning to the top of Lamed Amanalef, the Im Bezdin, it has to be done with Bezdin. It says Rashi, the Im Bezdin Huda Takinan. That's when they are going to be blowing shofar after the Churban Beis and Mikdash, only in a place. This is Rosh Hashanah, Shechalios B'Shabbos. The only time that that was, so we live in Chicago. Why is it that we didn't blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah in the, in the past years when Rosh Hashanah coincided with Shabbos. Says the Gemara, "May be in Bezdin, bifnei Bezdin." It means it means in front of Bezdin. La'afuke shelo bifnei Bezdin, meaning you have to be in their presence. That's what Rav Huna is saying: is that when Rosh Hashanah falls out on Shabbos, you can blow shofar in the presence of Bezdin, but not when you are not in the presence of Bezdin. So let's say that we had three Dayanim sitting on the Mizrach. Great Givaldic, then you can blow shofar. But if the three Dayanim are, Dayanim are in another shul, no dice. You're not allowed to, to blow shofar. It's not allowed. Uh, great Shiloh. We'll see that that's going to come up. It's, it seemingly might be after Bezdin. might be a Bezdin couple. We'll see shortly. So it says the Gemara on the second line of Lamed Amidalef, Masiv Rava. Rava says, hang on one second. Let's look at our Mishnah. At our Mishnah, what did it say on the sixth line of our Mishnah in Kaftes Amidalef? It said, V'od zos haisa yisera, uh, Yerushalayim, Yisera al-Yavna, that there was an additional uh, unique thing about Yerushalayim. My ve'od zos, what do you mean, what do you mean additional? Additional implies that there are two things being said. There was the first, and then there's the additional. But that's not... If, if you want to say that the, the, the distinction that we're talking about when we say ve'od is that which was listed in our Mishnah, that in Yerushalayim, that uh, you're okay with we're all throughout Yerushalayim and in Yavna only with a Bezdin. If that's true, then it shouldn't have said Ve'od, it should have just said Zosmi Baile. Ella, maybe the difference between Yerushalayim and Yavna is, is that the Yerushalayim token Yechidin, then in Yerushalayim, even individuals can blow shofar, Ubi Yavna ain't token Yechidin, and then in Yavna. Uh, that in Yavna you're not allowed. Only people, uh, only only the Baal Tokea could be Tokea. So says the Gemara, no way. Ubi Yavna ain't token Yechidin. That can't be because I have a Maisa Shehoya. 
we know from Rabbi Yitzchak that people were Tokea in Yavne. He also, Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef, when he got to Yavne, when the Shliach Tzibor would finish the Tkios in the city of Yavne, everyone pulled out their shofar, and you couldn't hear yourself think. Everybody was blowing shofar. It's like, it's like being in a concert where like everyone around you is screaming, and you start talking, you can't even hear yourself. So in Yavne, everyone was blowing shofar, even as Yechidim. So we see that the distinction between uh, Yavne and Yerushalayim cannot be that in Yerushalayim, Yechidim were allowed, and in Yavne, they were not allowed. Rav Yitzchak says that wasn't the Matthias. In Yavne, they certainly were being Tokea. Elalav, it must therefore be to be Yerushalayim token, Ben Bizman Bezdin, Uvein Shalobizman Bezdin. It must be that in Yerushalayim, one could be Tokea. Again, not the language of Bifne Bezdin at the top of the page, but they could be token Ben Bizman Bezdin when Bezdin is open, and Ben Shalobizman Bezdin, even if they were closed. Ube Yavne, that was only true in Yushalayim, but in Yavne, Bizman Bezdin in. Shelo Bizman Bezdin lo. So that would be the, the, the Kula of Yerushalayim over Yavne. That in Yerushalayim, whether or not Bezdin was open, you can be Tokea. But in Yavne, that's not correct. When they were open, you could be Tokea, but when they were closed, you could not. It says the Gemara, Ha Bizman Bezdin miha token ve'afilu shelo bifne Bezdin. The implication of this shita is, is that in Yavne, Bizman, that Bezdin was open, you could be Tokea. That implies that even if you're not in front of them, and if that's true, then that's a caution of Hun at the top of the page. Here we have an implication in this understanding of the Mishnah as to what the differences are between Yavne and Yerushalayim. <clears throat> The implication that we just saw in the 10th line of Lama Damanalaf, the second to last of the short lines, is that that even not in front of Bezdin, you could be Tokea. But look at the top line of our Gemara. So then Rav Huna has a kasha from a brysa, says the Gemara, Lo, you're not, you're, you've misunderstood the brysa, and we could understand the brysa in the following way. In Yerushalayim, it doesn't make a difference uh, if you are Bifne Bezdin and not Bifne Bezdin, changing the language again. We're talking about it in front of, not just when Bezdin is open. And at the very first of the long lines, and there's no kasha on the shita of Rav Huna. And this line of Rav Huna that we saw on the very top of this page where he said, we're not even sure that he said it on this sugya. See, this is one of the hard parts of Gemara, is that the Amorayim would give a shear a couple of hundred years, potentially, after the Mishnayis. So here we have Rav Huna, who wasn't a first century Amor. I think he was a third century Amor, but there were a few Rav Huna, so it's sometimes hard to tell. I don't know which one this was. But usually we don't see a Rav Huna in the first century of the Amorayim. The problem is that Rav Huna gave a shear, and he gave a shear, and his statement at the end of shear that everyone had to memorize his Memra was the Imbezdin. And somebody messed up somewhere because one person thought that it was talking about our sugya of Rosh Hashanah that falls out on Shabbos. What does Rav Huna say? Only the Im Bezdin. But there's another version of where Rav Huna's line applied. Says the Gemara, first long line. Some say that Rav Huna's line of the Im Bezdin wasn't talking about our case of Rosh Hashanah Shechalios B'Shabbos, but rather the following. The Pasuk writes, that on Yom Kippur, you have to hear Shofar throughout the land. Well, not everyone in the world. You don't have a Baltokeh every Dalad Amos. It's not Chabad in West Rogers Park on Rosh Hashanah, every corner. Different time, every five minutes, you could just literally could walk out on your porch and be Yotzeh. 
It wasn't like that. So then says the Gemara, It had to be the case that everyone had to be tokeh because there was no other way for people to be yotzeh. It's not like our culture. It was a totally different world. So says the Gemara, on this we have the line of Rav Huna. Rav Huna, v'im bezdin. When do we say that you can be tokea throughout the entire land on Yom Kippur? That's only true of Im Bezdin, my Im Bezdin. So the way that Gemara understands Rav Huna here is a little different. Third line of the wide lines, quarter of the way down. Bizman Bezdin, only at the time when Bezdin is open. But when Bezdin is closed, it does not count at all. And this is a totally different version of Rav Huna. One that does not speak at all to the uh, discussion of our mission about Rosh Hashanah Shechalios Shabbos. But on this shita, on version two of Rav Huna, we have a question still. We're five lines into the wide lines. Masiv Rava. Rava asks, hold on one second. Tkiyas Rosh Hashanah V'yovel doches HaShabbos Begvulen Ish Ubeso. Very strange language. Let's start with the easy stuff. The Tkiyos of Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, which falls out on Yovel, they are Doche Esa Shabbos, Midoraisa, Big Vulin, outside of the Besa Mikdash, Ish Ubeso. Where, what does this language remind you of? Ish Ubeso? Man and his wife, Chanukah time, right? Ner Ish Ubeso. So it says the Gemara, my Ish Ubeso. What is meant here? What is intended by this idea that when Rosh Hashanah and Yom Kippur, that uh, you can be Mechal Shabbos to be Tokea for Ish Ubeso? So does Ish Ubeso mean Yilema Ish Ishto? You, you want to say that it means that there's a chiyuv of tkiah for men and for women? For sure not. Itza mimechayva, by women, do we have an obligation whatsoever to be tokea? V'ha mitzvah sasei she'azman gramahi. Blowing shofar is a mitzvah sasei she'azman grama. V'chol mitzvah sasei she'azman grama, nashim peturos. It can't be that when this b'risa says ishu beso in regards to uh, being tokea on Rosh Hashanah and on Yom Kippur, it can't be that it's talking about women. It doesn't make any sense because it breaks the rules that we normally hold by women, which is that they're exempt unless otherwise noted. That's the standard. The example I gave last night was Kiddush on Friday night. That's the exception. Fine. But typically speaking, in Halacha Lamaisa by Shofar, a woman is exempt from the mitzvah of Shofar because it's done during the day only. So that can't be it. So therefore, says the Gemara... Says the Gemara, once I find my spot, here we go. Says the Gemara, about a third of the way down, El Alab. It doesn't mean Ishu Beso proper, El Alab. It means Ish Be Beso, that a man can blow shofar even in his own home. Ve'afilu shelo bizman bezdin. Even when bezdin is closed, Kashan Ravuna, version two of Ravuna was that when do we say that you can be Tokea on Yom Kippur? That's only Bifnei Bezdin. That's only, uh, that's only Bizman Bezdin when Bezdin is open. That's not true according to this b'risa that we just saw about Yovel, about the Yom Kippur and Yovel, Kasha, says the Gemara, lo, lav dafka to learn the b'risa that way. Le'olam bizman bezdin. Who said, where did you get that from? Who says it's shalom bizman bezdin? You made that up. That, that, I mean, I guess in theory, you could make such a deal, but it's not, not correct. You're just not right. It's not a very strong answer in Lumdus, but it's only because the question wasn't a strong question to start with. So the Gemara says, you're wrong. No, it's not right. And really, uh, what the Bryson means is that only Bisman Bezdin can he be Tokea throughout the country, but certainly his wife is exempt. Next question. Masiv Rav Sheshis. We had said, Shaveha Yovel, the Yom Kippur that's on, in a year of Yovel is similar to the Rosh Hashanah in regards to Tzkiyo Brachos, in regards to the Tzkiyos, and in regards to how many Brachos there are in Shmona Esrei. However, there are differences. Ella, what are the differences between 
Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah. Thereby, Yovel, by Yom Kippur, you can be Tokea in a Bezdin where the Kiddush HaChodesh of that month had taken place. In any Bezdin, it doesn't make a difference which Bezdin. And because it's Yom Kippur, and that's what the Pasuk just said earlier, where the Pasuk said, However, even though there are similarities between uh, Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah, there is a difference in this regard. But by Rosh Hashanah, the only place you could be tokea is in the actual Bezdin that actually had the Kiddush HaChodesh. Let's be specific and clear. We're talking about Shabbos that fell out on, uh, on Rosh Hashanah. That's the case we're talking about. You can only be tokea in that case when you're in the actual Bezdin where the Kiddush HaChodesh took place. And because it's not Yom Kippur, therefore, that, and the individuals are not obligated to be tokea. So says the Gemara as follows. Let's get to our question because we brought a brisa to question Rav Huna. We said by Rosh Hashanah that there's no obligation for the individuals to be tokea. If you want to say, that by Yovel, we do allow for individuals to be tokea. But by Rosh Hashanah, we don't allow it. The same story that we saw above rejects this premise. The Ha says the Gemara exactly halfway down uh, on the page, almost exactly a little bit more, says the Gemara, that this is not possible to assume that on Rosh Hashanah that Yechidim were not being tokea. The Haki Asa Rav Yitzchak Bar Yosef, Omar, he said, when he got to Yavne, when the Shliach Tzibur, when the Baal Tokea would finish all of the Halachic Tkios, the people couldn't hear anything at all. Every, it was so loud. Everyone was being Tokea Zichidim on Rosh Hashanah. So we see that the distinction that you tried to make as a difference between the uh, worlds of Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah is incorrect. And really, even a Yachid could blow shofar on Rosh Hashanah. El Alav, it must therefore be that the difference between Yovel, between Yom Kippur and Rosh Hashanah is different. To be Yovel, when it comes to the Yom Kippur and Yovel, token, ben bizman bezin, ben shelo bizman bezdin, that one can be tokea, even if bezdin is shut down for the day. Bezdin, it's a nine to five job, and they go home at six o'clock. 501, you're done, whatever. They go 601, you're done. You're not allowed. Over Rosh Hashanah, things are different. Bizman Bezdin in. When it comes to Rosh Hashanah, that falls out on Shabbos. When Bezdin is open, you can be Tokea. But let's say it's after that. Shilo Bizman Bezdin, they're not allowed. So, what's our question? Let's get to it. It's a long winded question. It says the Gemara, Katani Mihas. Katani Mihas is always a line that means we're just we're going to now refocus on something in the Brisa that will be the punchline of our question. Katani Mihas, therefore, the Brisa seems to indicate over here the Yovel in regards to Yovel, Yom Kippur and Yovel. Well, what did we say? Bain bizman bezdin, bain shelobizman bezdin. Oh, so that doesn't work in regards to Ravuna because Ravuna version 2.0 said that it has to be when bezdin is open. Yet here, in our understanding of the differences between the Yom Kippur of Yovel and Rosh Hashanah, it seems to be that even shelobizman bezdin is going to be okay. So says the Gemara, lo, you misunderstood. Really, lo olam bizman bezdin. Really, even in this case of the distinctions of Yovel and Rosh Hashanah, that by Yovel, when we said that it's mutter to be tokea, even when you're not, uh, when you're not at the right zman of bezdin, really the halacha is that it's not that way. It has to be only bizman bezdin. And here is the pshat in the brisa. The Yovel, 
Bizman Bezdin token, Bizman Bifne Bezdin, Biovel, Bizman Bezdin token, Ben Bifne Bezdin, Ben Shalom Bifne Bezdin. The Biovel, it has to be that Bezdin is open, but you don't have to be in front of them at the same time. This is a, a, a much easier way to understand the Brysa. But the Rosh Hashanah token, Bizman Bezdin, Ubifne Bezdin. And on Rosh Hashanah, we need a double requirement to be able to blow shofar. Not only does it have to be at a time that Bezdin is open, but it even has to be at a time that you are in front of Bezdin. I know this is very nuanced, but the short version of this Gemara is that we didn't know where of Huna's comment that it has to be before Bezdin took place. There are two possibilities. Both of them withstood the tests of the Gemara. And let's just review. The first version of Rav Huna is that Rav Huna is teaching us that when we say uh, that the shofar can be blown on Rosh Hashanah, Shechalios B'Shabes, it has to be by a Bezdin, it is Mamish Bifne Bezdin, in their presence. However, version two isn't talking about this really directly at all. It's talking about a different price and not our Mishnah, about the comparison of Yovel to the world of Rosh Hashanah. And there, the Shita is that it has to be Bizman Bezdin and not necessarily Bifne Bezdin. So there would be two different understandings of Ravuna, and they argue against one another. The two, they're not exactly the same Shitas, but that is how we would understand the Gemara up until now. And Itmar, we're two-thirds of the way down. Itmar is always a keyword to remind us that we're learning about Amorim. All of this has really been... <clears throat> our attempt to understand one Amora of Rav Huna, but now let's get to some Psak. Itmar Nami, we have a very similar statement in the Amoraim, Amor of Chiyabar Gamda, Amor of Asi Ben Shalom, Rebbe, Ain Token, we uh, are not Tokea, Ela Kolzman Shebezdin Yoshman, everybody has to be sitting. Sitting literally? Let's see. Boy, Rav Rebzeira, Nina Rula Amor, Velo Amdu, Mahu. You know, sometimes when like when there's like only one line left of Dafyomi, everybody starts closing their Gemaras. That's normal, right? It happened in Sanhedrin also. So what happens if you want to be Tokea? They're still sitting in their seats, but they've got the Gemaras closed already. The Shulchan Aruch is closed. The Shulchan Aruch that wasn't written yet. It was, all right, whatever Sfarim they were looking at. They had a Chumash. I don't know what they had. So says the Gemara, what did we do if Nina Rulamo, they're stirring a little bit. They're ready to stand up, but they didn't stand up yet. Below Amdu, Mahu. Do we say, says the Gemara, Bezdin Yoshvin Ba'inam, we mamish need them sitting down in their chairs, Veha'ika, and even though they've stopped learning, but still they're sitting in their seats, Odilma, or perhaps Zman Bezdin Ba'inam Bileka. No, we just need it to be the actual Zman of Bezdin, and they're done. They're done for the day. They're not taking any more Dine Torah, Bileka, and because they're not taking any more, any more Dine Torah, you can't be Tokea. That is a Teku we don't know. We had also said, just flipping back quickly to our Mishnah on Chav Tesem Beis, we had said at the end of the Mishnah, that all of the cities that can see, that can hear, that are close to and that you can reach are token. We will see that these are not separate requirements. They're all they all have to apply at one time. It's not this or that or that or that. It's this and this and that and that. And if you haven't checked all the boxes, you're not allowed to be Tokea. And that's what the Gemara is going to do over here at the two dots, three-fourths of the way down three lines before the next Mishnah says the Gemara, the two dots, what does Roa mean? If a person can see Yerushalayim, give me some parameters. Says the Gemara, Pratli Yosheves Benachal, Mamish eyesight. If you live in a valley out of the eyesight of Yerushalayim, uh, then you're done. Then you're not allowed to. Uh, you're not allowed to blow shofar. Shomaas. What does it mean that you have to hear? Pratli Yosheves Baroshahar. If you live on a very very high tall mountain, 
So maybe you can't hear and maybe you have to test it. Maybe you can see, but you can't hear. And then you will not be allowed to blow shofar. What does krova mean? You have to be within 2,000 amos, which is about 3,500 feet, which is about a little bit more than three-fifths of a mile. It's a, you know, it's a good walk. It's a 12 to 15-minute walk. It's pretty far. And it uh, says the Gemara next, uh, what does it mean you have to be able to get there? Even if you lived 20 feet away from the base of Mikdash, but if that 20 feet was a moat and you couldn't get there, you're done. You can't, you, I don't care what you can see. It doesn't matter. I don't care what you can hear. And I don't care if you're within the Tchum. Oh, so it's it's uh, this and the, it's like the operator's for those, like, and when you're writing formula, it's this and that and this and this, all of them are requirements in order to be Tokea. And that brings us to the next Mishnah. Next Mishnah starts, Originally, the Lulav was brought in the Mikdash for seven days, but outside the Mikdash, Ubimedina was only brought for one day. Yishachara Beis Mikdash with the Churban of the Beis Mikdash, unfortunately. Hiskin of Yochanan ben Zakai, Sheyehei Lulav, Nital Bimedina, Shiva Zecher Mikdash. He made a, a mitzvah derabana that it should be Nital Bimedina, Shiva Zecher Mikdash, that it should be brought for seven days. This is what we do. We, we don't just only do the, uh, the mitzvah of Lulav and Esrog, for, uh, the, Arba, the Arba Minima for one day. We do it for the duration of the holiday, minus of course Shabbos, but other than that, we're uh, we're we're going strong. Yeah, you got to buy some extra uh, ravos because they're soon gonna die, and then you try to wrap it in a towel with some water, and then mold grows. Let's always trying to strike the balance. So that's what the Gemara says is our requirement. And then the Gemara ends with something that we'll dig into today with a little bit more depth. Yom Hanef Kulo Aser. Yom Hanef is something that we learned about. Where did we learn about it? Yeah. Yeah, it was, it's, it's, it's Sukkah Memalef. That's what it's like. No, but it, it was presented as its own Mishnah or it was presented as a Ditznan? I have it right here. David Merzel. The exact same mission in the middle of Mem Aleph on Sukkah, word for word. Why do we do that? Maybe if we all thought like David, we I would have thought about this question when I'm the one who taught it. I should, I should have asked. Uh, that doesn't make me feel doesn't make me feel any better. So we have okay, fine. We have the same exact Mishnah quoted twice. That's a kasha. Brilliant. Let me know when you find an answer. <laughs> That's great. Thank you for raising it. So the Mishnah says at the end of it, let's give a little bit of background. We know that there is an Isser called Chadash. Chadash is to eat grains prior to the Hakrava of the Korban HaOmer on the 16th of Nisan. In the time when there is no Beis HaMikdash, this is what we're talking about here, where there's no Beis HaMikdash, the Gzeira was Vesheyehe Yom Hanef Kulo Aser, that the 16th of Nisan, Yom Hanef, the day of the Hakrava of the Omer, that that full day, all of the 16th of Nisan, it is still an Isr Chadash, it is not yet Yashan, all the grains are still Aser for that day, until the beginning of the 17th of Nisan. Now this is a strange Chumrah, because as we'll soon see, the Mishnah indicates elsewhere, the Mishnah indicates elsewhere that Chatzos Hayom was enough time to wait. 
Why was he waiting the whole time? Let's dig in. Says the Gemara, before we get to the Yom Hanef discussion, says the Gemara, 10 lines from the bottom at the open of the Gemara, How do we know that we have to do a Zecher Lemiktash anyways? We have this all the time, right? Zecher Lemiktash Kehillel. There's so many different examples of Zecher Lemiktash. This is the general Marimakum that we use to indicate the need for a, a halachic need, not a doraisa, but a halachic need to have these types of um, of these artifacts in halacha to be real, that they should be happening. When things are very extended for you, when I heal you from your wills, from your ills, he doresh la. That when you're being pushed away, Tzion has no doresh. Tzion has no doresh. It needs someone to think about it. It needs someone to tend to it. That's why we have things that are zecher lemiktash. Why do we need a pasuk? It should have been intuitive, but the Gemara does present a pasuk. Let's dig into the Yom Hanef. Says the Gemara, seven lines from the bottom. Hey, Yom Hanef Kulo Aser. That when it comes to the sixteenth of Nisan, that we do not allow the eating of any of the grains on that day. We treat that day as chadash and not yash. And the grains are not allowed. Says the Gemara, my time. Why was Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai so strict about the sixteenth of Nisan? The Gemara gives a good svarim. Hey, Rabbi Yibana Beis Mikdash. Amen. So says the Gemara of Yomru, what are people going to say? If you say that you're allowed to eat it first thing in the morning on the 16th, so they'll make an error. The Yomru, Ishtakad, last year, uh, before the Basin Mikdash was rebuilt, the second the sun came up on the 16th, we all uh, we all ate our toasted grains from the from this year's batch. It's the 16th of Nisan. There's no Basin Mikdash. So we're just going to look at the day of the 16th of Nisan. Grains are good to go. The Chadash becomes Yashin. But Achshav Nami Nechal, and this year, even though we have a Basin Mikdash, we'll make the error and assume that one is allowed to eat the grains first thing in the morning. Below Yade, and they won't know. Most people are not very knowledgeable. They won't know the Ishtakad Lo Hava Omer, Heir Hamizrachitra. There was no Hakravasa Omer. So the sun was the Matir, but Hashta the Ika Omer. Now that there is a Korban Omer, Omer Matir. It's the Korban Omer that's going to allow it. That's going to allow it. So it says the Gemara, okay, I hear what you're saying, but when exactly would the base HaMikdash be built that your concern should be so real? Demivni Amos. When would this Beis HaMikdash be built where you're so concerned about people making the error that in the morning of the 16th, they ate their grains? Elema, four lines from the bottom, if you want to say that the Beis HaMikdash was built on the 16th, once the sun comes up, it's mutter. There was no Beis HaMikdash when the sun came up. Then there's no reason why you can't eat the grains at that time. There's no karahakravasa over by sunrise. Good, eat it, no problem. Ella, you're right. It must be the Ibn Bihamesar. Maybe the Besa Mikdash was rebuilt on the 15th of Nisan. Well, if that's true, says the Gemara, then Then why is Yochanan ben Zakai being more strict than we were even with the Besa Mikdash? What does that mean? So Hatsnan, the Mishnah writes, Harichokin, people who lived far away from Yerushalayim, and they didn't know exactly when the Korban Omer was brought on the 16th of Nisan. So then, Mutarim Mechatzos Hayom Ulahalan, Lefishain Bezin Mitz Atzlim Bo. The Korban Omer was always brought by Chatzos Hayom. So says the Gemara, come on, Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai, you're going to make a Gzeira, it's got to make sense. Why would you be more machmir than the actual Hakravasa Omer? It doesn't make any sense, says the Gemara, for one reason. 
What we're concerned about is if the base of Mikdash was born right before Tzaysak Kochavim, or it was built at night, which that's hopeful. It adds another part of the day when the base of Mikdash can be rebuilt. I didn't. I don't know. We've seen other shitas in the Gemara, I believe. So then the Gemara says over here, what we were concerned about is that in order to bring this grain behakrava, there's a lot of prep that needs to take place. And if the Beis HaMikdash is built at 3 a.m., then someone might wake up and say, oh, it's the 16th of Nisan. I live in the middle of nowhere. Good to go. I can eat the grains. The Chodesh has become Yashan. That's what Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai was concerned about. Says the Gemara, and a second possible answer, Rabbi Yochanan bar Yitzchak Amar, he says, really, it's not because of that, but really, the reason why we're so strict on the 16th of Nisan isn't because of the rabbinic considerations, but rather, Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai b'shitas Rabbi Yehuda Amra, top of Lamed Amid Beis, that really Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai holds like Rabbi Yehuda de Amar. What does Rabbi Yehuda say? Ad etzem hayom What does the pasuk mean when it says until this day? Ad itzumo shel yom until this very day. Bekasavar ad ve'ad bichlal. That when we say ad itzumo shel yom, that the grains are going to be problematic. It's inclusive of the sixteenth of Nisan. No matter what, all he was doing was extending the din. Says the Gemara. Wait a sec. Wait. There's two problems here. Here's problem number one. Umi savar lakavase. Does Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai actually hold like Rav Yehuda? The Miflag Poligale. Rav Yehuda attacked Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai. It's non fourth line of Laman Amidvez. Mishachar Beis Hamikdash, from the time the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, Hiskin Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai, Sheyehe Yom Hanef Kulo Asr, very similar to our Mishnah. Yet this Mishnah adds something new. Amar Rav Yehuda, what are you talking about? A rabbinic injunction? That was Rav Yehuda held that it's an Isser Doraisa for Chodesh to become Yashan on the 16th. You have to wait till the close of the 16th of Nisan, and then everything can be fine. So what do we see in this Machlokas? We see that Rav Yehuda looks at Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai and says, how can you tell me this is Dirabanan? It's Doraisa. And then says the Gemara, Ha'asam, Rav Yehuda Huda Katai. Rav Yehuda made an error. Rav Yehuda made an error. Ihu, Rav Yehuda thought, Savar, Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai mid Rabbanon Ka'amar. He thought that we were only talking about a din de Rabbanon. But that's not the case. Belohi, midoraisa Ka'amar. Really, Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai was of the opinion that min HaTorah, you are not allowed to benefit from the Chadash until the 17th of Nisan. So says the Gemara, the obvious question from our Mishnah, Veha Hiskin Katani. It says that Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai was hiskin. He made a takana that the Yom Hanef was Aser. The word takana is synonymous with a dindarabonon. How can you tell me that we are looking at Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai wrong? Really, Rav Yochanan ben Zakkai is all Doraisa. And there's no machlokas between Rabbi Huda and Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai. They're on the same page. And that's really the answer of Rav Nachman Bar Yitzchak from the very bottom line of Laman Amid Aleph as to why Rabbi Yochanan and Zakkai says the 16th of Nisan is off limits for Chadash because really Odes Dorai. So what about the fact that it says Vihiskin Katani? That's our Mishnah. It's a Takana. So answers the Gemara, my Hiskin Dorash Vihiskin. What it means is that he was just ex- expounding on the Drasha and then Hiskin, he explain to everyone what the halacha was. Uh, is it a poor usage of the word? Is it a double usage of the word? Good uh, for other, other times to discuss. But either way, 
uh, the halacha seems to be that Chadash is not allowed on the morning of the 16th of Nisan. It is in the times of the Beis HaMikdash allowed at Chatzos because of Akrav Omer. Otherwise, seemingly, either for Derabbanan purposes, version 1, or Deoraisa purposes, version 2, according to Rabbi Yochanan ben Zakkai, one is not allowed to benefit from Chadash on the 16th of Nisan. Next, says the Mishnah, 12 lines down. It used to be, we saw this as well. That, no, was this another Mishnah, that, David? Uh, Beitza, Daf Dalet. No, there's no Mishnah on Beitza, Daf Dalet. And the only reason I know that is because there was a Mishnah two pages earlier. But I don't believe we had a Mishnah that early in the Masechta. So it says the Gemara that we had learned that initially they used to be Makabal Edus Achodesh Kolayom. The entire day they would take Kirush Achodesh. No problem. Edus Achodesh. Pamachas, one time, one time the Edim came late. Um, and then, and therefore there was an error made as to what Shir Shal Yom the Levim would sing. Therefore, he's kinu shilo yu mekabban ela adam mincha. They would only take until mincha. Bim bo edim mina mincha olamala. And if the edim were to come after that point, mina mincha olamala, then noagin osa ayom kodesh olamachar kodesh. If he came that late, we made the halachic assumption that they weren't going to come. And therefore, today and tomorrow would be Rosh Hashanah. However, Mishachara Beis Hamikdash, when the Chorban Bais uh, unfortunately took place, Hiskin Rabbi Yochanan Ben Zakkai Sheihu Mekablan Edus Hachodesh Kol Hayom. Why? What's going on here? So it says the Gemara first of all, Ma Kilkul Kilkulu Halavim Bashir. What mistake did they make? We know the context, which is that the Edim were Shohelava. They took a long time to get to where they needed to be, or they only saw the moon when they saw the moon, but they showed up at a bad time. So the Levim made a mistake. What was the mistake? Says the Gemara Machlokas. Hacha here in Babel Targimu Shelo Amrashira Koliker. They didn't say anything. They didn't know what to say, so they said nothing, which is unbelievable because Shir Shalyom then is what Shir Shalyom is right now, which is a parak of Tehillim. But they didn't want to say the wrong one, so they said nothing. That's approach number one. They knew what day of the week it was. No, but and the, the Gra has a shita like this. Lamaisa, the Gra paskins this way. It's Minagar Israel. In Smicha, we did this. We said only the Shir Shal Yom of the day never doubles. So, for example, the Shir Shal Yom of Rosh Chodesh was Baruch Nafshi without regular Shir Shal Yom. Yeah, if you went through Sukkot, everyone had their own Shir Shal Yom. You didn't say the Tuesday and the Yom Yantif. So that's this idea as well that they didn't want to say the wrong Shira, and it wasn't just like okay, it's Tuesday. Everybody say Mizmorla Asaf. It wasn't like that. Because if that day had a unique, but this is a riot for the Gra. This Kamar is a riot for the Gra. That when you say Shir Shalyom, it's not always going to be the day of the week. Because when there's a, a competing factor on that day, it might be that there's a difference, as we will soon see. It might be that there's a difference in what Shir Shalyom to say. But Reb Zera Omar, he said, no, it's not that they didn't say anything. It's They said the weekday, let's say it was a Tuesday, they said the weekday's version of Shir Shalyom with the Tamid Shal but really show a level and they shouldn't have said Shir Shalyom for a weekday because really it was Rosh Hashanah and they didn't know. He says to his son, his son's name was Ahava. It's very unique. Some families who name their children love and love and river and uh, yeah, it was different Ava. Ava Barmasa, I think it was. It's strange then. Oh, yeah, I didn't even think about that. These are Shilas. I, uh, Great story from uh, someone sitting in that base medrash. Rav Kanievsky told him that his middle name wasn't the name. Yeah. And he changed his name. And uh, okay, fine. Uh, however, the mice goes. Right. 
So there are discussions if the baby's name is a you know, Yaakova, Benyamina. I know people with these names. We all know people with these names. These are good Shilas. But clearly here, this name seems to be unisex and that the, the Aragamara is, I mean, unless this was a, a woman, but it's highly doubtful, right? Huh? Beret? Very good. That's not Bita. Very good. So this is definitely going to be a man. I assumed as much anyway. According to Rabbi Feinstein, the Vita and Yaakova are not names. Right, yeah. The uh, big Shiloh on Exuva. The real Shilas, the real Shilas. Mm-hmm. Not so simple. Anyways, Amarlo Rebzeira, La'ava Bire. Rebzeira says to his son, I know that I'm right. Right about what? Remember, Rebzeira had said what mistake, what was the kilkel? The kilkel was that they said the wrong Shir Shalyom. Not that they said nothing, but that they, they said something wrong. How do we know? So he says to his son, go tell them the Mishnah that I taught you. So he says, Pok tani lahu. go teach them the following b'risa. Hiskinu, we have a b'risa that says, Hiskinu shilo there's a b'risa that says that the rabbis made a takana, that they could not accept edus ha-chodesh, el as long as there's time, biyom, to do all the following. And to say shir shalyom without an error. So what was Reb argument from this b'risa that he was right, that in fact they said something wrong and not that they said nothing. If you want to say that the mistake that he made was that he said the Shir Shalyom for the weekday, when really he should have said the Shir Shalyom for Rosh Hashanah, that's called an error. But if you're dead silent, if you didn't say anything, my what kind of mistake is that? So that's not a mistake. You didn't do anything. You did a zero, says the Gemara. That's a terrible argument. <laughs> you whiffed. You totally missed the opportunity. That's a shibush also. So saying nothing and saying the wrong thing are both a shibush. So Reb Zera sent his son to go, uh, to go save Reb Zera's, save a little face. And the Gemara says, terrible argument. Not a good argument. Let's try again. Uh, we're two-thirds of the way down. Lamed and Mabez, if we have time before Mar, we'll wrap up to almost halfway down. But the Amad Aleph and Lamed Aleph is very quick. Masiv Ravacha Bar Barhuna, Tamid Shel Rosh Hashanah Shachris Karev Kehilchaso. In the morning, everyone agrees that it's Karev Kehilchaso, a regular morning that Aiden hadn't come yet. We didn't expect them to come in the morning. That one got a regular Kehilchaso, a regular weekday. If it was a Tuesday, they said Mizmor Lasaf, whatever it was. Then Musaf Mahu Omer. What do they do by Musaf? So by Musaf, they would already uh, change gears and say Harninu Leilukimu Zenu Harilelukeyako. Bemincha Mahu Omer. What would they say by Mincha? So the Gemara says, Kol Hashem Yachil Midbar. Now, what happens? Uvizman shechal Rosh Hashanah liyos bechamishi b'Shabbos sheashira shelo harninu lelkimuzenu. What do we do when it's Thursday? And the shira for that day for Rosh Hashanah is also the same thing. So it says the Gemara lo haya omer shachris harninu. Then in, the, in the morning, if it was a Thursday and they were concerned that Rosh Hashanah would have kicked in, they wouldn't say harninu. They wouldn't say that parak up to Hillen. Because if it in fact determined later to be Rosh Hashanah in the afternoon, they would then have to say the same parak again. And for whatever reason, they didn't want to say the same parak twice. What then would he say? He would say, Other psukim, it's actually part of the same parak, but other psukim, fine. 
What if, in fact, they did come after the Tamashel Shachar? Under those circumstances, it's okay to repeat. So says the Gemara, if you want to say, whenever we're in doubt, then we, would, we should say the Shira of the morning, that is what our understanding would be, is when it says Omro Bekofla, when the Brisa says that there's a possibility of repeating. Eli Amar Klal, if like the people in Bavel said, Targimu, like they said earlier, Targimu, that they didn't say anything, my Omer Bekoflo. So we see that Rabzeira has to be right. It has to be that they said something and not said nothing, because you have to say something in order to double the something. Two times zero is zero. If you didn't say any shir shalyom, there's no kofel. There's no, there's no doubling over. So it must be the Rebzeir is right. Says the Gemara, top of Lamed Aleph, uh, shiny hasim to shir the yom. That's not necessarily true. It could be that even according to the Babylonians that they would still have said shir shalyom because that's a normal thing to do in the morning to say shir shalyom, even if there's a risk of the Edom coming that day. It's the 29th of the month. It's the 30th of the month. It's a reasonable time to assume Edom would come. doesn't matter. Shachar's time, you still say shir shalyom. And even the, the, the Babylonians would agree. We'll learn this Gemara quickly. It'll take us until almost halfway down. <clears throat> Tanya, Rebbe Yehuda Omer, Mishum Rebbe Akiva, Berishon Mohayu Omer. What was the Shir Shalyom of Sunday? Why? Why do we say that, Perak? And I'll also add, why do we highlight this on Rosh Hashanah? And on Yom Kippur, we say it after Marev with Chazanus and Ladovi Mizmor. It's like a whole, I, I, forever, why, why do we do this? Says the Gemara, very clear. Al Shem Shekana, that Akadosh Baruch Hu created the world, Vihikne, and he let us be the owners and run the world. Vishalit, although he still maintains control, Beolama, a very sophisticated line of how Hashem runs the world. What do we do, Bishani, on Mondays? Why do we say that on Mondays? Al Shem Shekhilek Maisav, that he separated his actions and he ruled over them. So that's what the Gemara says, Shechilek uh, Maisav. And what are we talking about here? We're talking about creation. Take a look at Rashi, Shechilek Maisav, about 15 lines down in the Rashis. Rashi says, Hivdil Rakia Le'Tachtonim, the Psukim and Breshis. What about on Tuesdays, five, six lines down? What is that Pasuk referring to? And he prepared the world for his nation, that we should make sure that we have the world, that we have access to it. Our greatest goal of all, of course, is Kiddush Shem Shamaim. It's not about us. It's about utilizing what we have in order to be Mekadeh Shem Shamaim. I was in an Uber this week and the, this uh, African-American gentleman said, what's the whole deal with you guys being the chosen people? What's going on there? I had my Gemara open. I'm like, I got to prepare for Naviomi. <laughs> but I didn't have to, I had to fulfill my other responsibilities. Anyways, we spoke about it at length, but that's what the Gemara says here is that so that's why on Tuesdays we say that what did they say on Wednesdays? This, uh, this day in creation had to do with that. And uh, the sun was created that day. And then says, not light, but the sun was created that day. And Asi Lipar and that um, people will end up paying their price for serving these constellations. Bechamishi on Thursdays about Hayu Omrim Harninu Lelukim as we saw from the Rosh Hashanah Rosh Hashanah Why? 
Why is Lelokim Uzenu? Al Shem Shabara Ofos Vidagim Lashabeach Lishmo. So that's the Harninu. They were giving Rina that Lashabeach uh, Lishmo. That's like Parakshira style stuff that the animals would give praise to a Kodesh Baruch. Fine. Bishishi on Fridays, how you omer Mashem Malach Kius Lavesh. Al Shem Shagomar Malachto Umalachalin. It's the last day of creation. Shabbos is not a creative day. It's a rest, a restful day. So on the last day of creation, so says the Gemara that Malachaleni he took control over that. Bishvi, how you omrim? What about the uh, seventh day? What did we say there? Mizmor Shidu Mashabas Liyom Shikula Shabbos. A reference to the future. Says Rashi. Take a look at Rashi just to the right, almost halfway down in the Rashi. Zibra Maschal Liyom Shikula Shabbos. An important Rashi to understand the next ten lines. Sheasid Haolam Liyos Charev. The world will be destroyed. Ve'ain Adam. There's being, going to be no man. So Shabbos is, this Pasuk is a reference to the future. Says the Gemara, absolutely not. Why would they say that the first six prakim have to do with this world? The first six prakim of Shir Shal Yom, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, they have to do with this world. And then Mizmor Shem Shabbos is talking, that doesn't make any sense. Ella, therefore, it must be different. Berishona, on the first day, Shekhan of the Hikna Vishal Go'olamo, the same as before, because the Kodesh Baruch Hu ruled over the world, that Hashem separated the worlds and then he ruled over them. On Tuesdays, it was because Hashem revealed His wisdom and prepared the world for His nation. But V on Wednesdays, why did we say that that particular Shir Shalom Shabarachamu Levanavasi the Parmei of Dan that we discussed as well? Because uh, people were serving the sun and the moon on that day, the sun was created. That was Harninu that there's Rina that, that these animals will praise Hashem. B'shishi halfway down Lamenalef from Adalef B'shishi Shigamar Malachto Malachaleyan that on Fridays he completed his work and he was done, but Bashvi, when we say it's al shem It's not talking about the future, it's talking about the present. If it kamiflage, what are they arguing about with the Rav Katina? They were arguing about Rav Katina, Dama Rav Katina, Shisa Alfe Shane, Hava Alma, the years of the world will be 6,000, and the last 1,000 will be Charub, will be destroyed. That's like the first Shita that we saw, which says that the, pas- the paragraph of Mizbur Shili Amashabas was speaking Lavo. Yom is a reference to one of the thousands of years. We wouldn't have known this in Pshat, but that's how the Gemara understands it. And Amar Abai, no. Trey Charuv, there were 2,000 years that will be years of destruction. Feels like we kind of live in a partial year of destruction. I'm just saying the way the world is turning, every generation probably feels that way. Anyway, Shinemar Yechayenu Miyomayim, the puzzle says two days, two days, referencing each one a thousand years, two thousand years. And that's obviously going to be the second shot where the puzzle of Mizmar Shinemar Mashabas can't be talking about the future. We're going to stop right here, halfway down, right before the little cutout in the Gemara with the words Bimusafi the Shabsa. We'll pick up tomorrow on Lamed Aleph and Aleph and Yurtz Hashem, depending on how well this works. Um, I don't know how bad Lamed, Lamed Bays will be. We'll see how far we get. Wishing you all a beautiful night.